Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Hello, it's Jennifer Villarreal Reyes. I am in the studio today and Bob is on vacation with his lovely wife. And I have been out, you know, for a little bit over a month and I got married. So that's why I said Jennifer Reyes. Uh, So yeah, I am really excited to be back in the studio here. We have a fantastic guest for you today. And also, I want you to make sure that you grab paper and pen. There's going to be a lot of nuggets shared today. And also, you're going to want to text us into the studio. So write down our studio number. That number is 224-404-1988. We have lots of goodies for you, which I'm going to share in just a little bit with our fantastic guests. But before I do that, I want you to know that our show today is sponsored by eBiz Universe. I am so thankful to Thomas Bibby Varghese. He redid my website, salesfromtheheart.com, and I was able to launch the Unshakable Confidence Club, which you can gain more clarity, consistency, and clients with customized business coaching. So you can say bye-bye to stress and hello, unshakable confidence in your life, business, and faith walk. And so... Thank you to Ebiz, and we have some great things coming to faithmarketplace.com as well, so make sure that you check out our website. Now, let's get into this. My guest today, oh my goodness, he is the top charting podcast, The Driven Entrepreneur, and he wrote the best-selling book, The Firebox Principle. He has appeared on ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox, and speaks at places like the YMCA and NASDAQ. He's an avid motorcycle rider, church leader, and rock climber. Welcome, Matt Browning. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Jennifer. This is exciting. Welcome back. And oh my gosh, congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) I didn't didn't get that part yet. You said I was out for a month just getting married. (laughs) How amazing. Yes, it was so, so fantastic. It was a beautiful day. Our honeymoon was great. And just amazing how God has been all over this love story. We met about five months ago, and we knew within the first couple of weeks that we wanted to uh, honor God in our relationship and moving forward and yeah, it, it, it went quickly, um, but this has been a long-awaited thing, and I'm so glad to be able to share that, and I'll share my testimony on that even later um, at some time on Faith Marketplace. So, yeah, thank you. Well, why don't you, Matt, share with us uh, a little bit more about you and evolutionseminars.com and all of that great stuff that you're currently doing. You know, I, I, I just want to say I'm, I'm so excited just to, to be on the show, to be mm-hmm. hanging out with you. Um, faith in the marketplace is something I have, <laughs> I have so much faith for, and it's, it's so close to my heart. You know, I, I, I think here's what I'd like to share. Is you guys, you know, you, you just said all the cool things about me, and, like, you know, I was just telling you, I just came back from, uh, I was on Fox TV yesterday morning sharing about the book and teaching about leadership secrets, and I, I do a lot of leadership consulting and public speaker training and, and wonderful, fun things like that. I'm really blessed uh, in my life to do this for work. I think one of the most important things is I made a decision when I, when I got saved and when I started really entering into that spiritual walk in life, within a year or so, I had to make a decision of whether or not I was going to be in ministry full-time mm-hmm. or I was going to be in the workplace full-time. And it felt, I don't know if anyone's ever felt this, but it really felt like a conflict. 
You know, like, because I, I ran, and I still do, I run seminars and workshops. I've done hundreds of them in 18 cities and four countries around the world. So my business is really speaking, teaching, coaching. And in that world, I get a lot of people who are not, um, you know, from a faith background, people from all different backgrounds. So I've, it's kind of a funny balance, you know, Jennifer, where I have to, to balance and honor everyone's beliefs from where they are. And I really do. I think that's how I live my life anyway. I'm always going to honor everyone's beliefs. I don't believe that we're called as Christians to you know, hide in a little corner and hang out with Christians in the Christian club. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, Jesus said, spread my gospel to the ends of the earth and make disciples of the world, which also doesn't mean you have to stand in a Walmart parking lot and tell people with a sign that you need to get saved. It's about us going out into the world. So I had to make the decision, gosh, I know I'm called in ministry. I know I'm called to, to preach, to teach, to pastor, to love people. My wife and I and our son were very active in, in our church here. Uh, we moved from California to Grand Rapids following the voice of God. Um, not an audible voice, but a voice that we all heard and our leaders um, agreed with the prophetic word over our life that we would spend some time in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm. So I'm actually calling him right now from across the, the lake from you, you know, just <laughs> not too far away where we have four church campuses that we help to lead and pastor with the other leadership teams. And my distinction that I want to bring, I think we can have a good conversation about this, is that everything we do is all volunteer ministry. Um, not, there's nothing wrong getting paid for ministry, certainly if that's your full-time calling, um, but we don't get paid for ministry. We love tithing, we love sowing and offering, and we love sowing our time and our energy into uh, couples in the church, to, you know, again, whether it's bringing a word on a Sunday or my wife, you know, loves leading worship and, you know, we just do this together. But we chose to stay in the marketplace and continue to serve people from all walks of life and let the lamp stand shine brightly on the table. I love that. I love that. And I think so many of us can relate to that of what you said earlier of that crossroad between ministry or working full time. And it sounds to me like you've done a great job blending in um, faith and work and you've done it in in a way that serves you and the people that you serve. Um, I a lot of times say, hey, I'm not here to convince, convert or condemn, but I'm not going to shy away from my testimony and who I am. Right. And so we can we can speak and more so be be that light out there and uh, others will then ask, hey, what is that about? Right. So I love that, man. It, it, mm-hmm. It's the simplest way to see that, too, is, again, it, it seems simple when I talk about it now or I'm sure listening, you go, oh, yeah, of course, that's what we do. But I'm telling you, for, for about two years, I was really conflicted and torn. I was like, gosh, should I be a full-time pastor? Should I go to mm-hmm. Senate? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Or should I stay in the marketplace? And am I not called to, you know, to be serving in the church? What am I supposed to do? And then I got a word. It was real simple. Was, go be a pillar in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And that allows me also, this is really cool, if everyone who was called into ministry dropped their jobs, careers, or businesses and went full-time in the church, well, who's tithing? Right, like, right. What, there, there's people, <laughs> and this is biblical as well, there, there were disciples of Jesus who were called to be financial pillars of the church. Mm-hmm. Many of the disciples, of course, who, who donated land and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet, the, the, the story of that. And people who get overlooked, you know, one of my favorite biblical characters is Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. Because mm-hmm. Joseph of Arimathea was the person, I think one of the most important people in, in the entire New Testament. Because he's the man who was a wealthy follower of Christ, and he donated a brand new tomb for Jesus to be buried in and then eventually be resurrected from. If, if Joseph never donated that tomb, one of the biggest problems in our Christian walk would be, 
we wouldn't know for sure where Jesus was buried, so we wouldn't know for sure that he rose and was missing, mm. and the entire testimony would be in cloud, and Paul wrote that our faith would be in vain if he actually never rose again. Mm. So the donation of a tomb that was worth potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars came from a disciple who didn't give up his worldly possessions, but instead he leaned into his purpose, and he leaned into his place in the workplace, whatever it is he did for his community, and he used that surplus, and he used it to advance the kingdom, and he used it for, again, one of the most important days in history. And Nicodemus has a similar story where he brought over a million dollars worth of uh, aloe and myrrh and spices for Jesus to be buried in with a proper burial. Over a million dollars in today's value is what he brought. Again, some disciples are called to give up everything and lay down the fishing nets. Others are called to work in the workplace and support the advancement of the kingdom. So I, I think that's just a big place for my heart. And I, again, I, I, to me, that's, that's one of the most important aspects is understanding where your calling calls you to and be able to follow that. And if it's in the workplace, you got to go. Now, if it's in the church, go too. But you got to know where you're called to be. Yeah, I love that. Where you're being called to and be able to walk you know, in that. That's great. Well, Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit more about um, where this passion comes from for the work that you're called to do? Well, uh, again, there's some people would see it as separate. And the more and longer I've done this, the longer I see it together. Now, I, I didn't get saved till I was 33 years old, and I'm turning 40 in a month and a half. So, like, I'm a baby Christian, and I've known God for seven, eight years. And But in that time, it's been crystal clear who he has called me to be and where he's called me to go. And like to say, you know, I'm certainly not perfect, far from it, but my wife and I, we, we try in our heart as hard as we can to be obedient to the Word of God, to go where he says to go, whether it's where we live, where we work, etc. What I love about the work, though, is I, I didn't know what I was being groomed to do by the Lord, but I come to find out, as you know, I've spoken, I've put on hundreds of workshops, like I said, in four different countries and um, doing, uh, I'm doing a lot of TV morning shows and morning mm-hmm. news and writing books. And, and I teach public speaking for a living. And I've been doing that for almost a decade and a half now. And looking back, I realized, gosh, God's using me now also in the church. I get to do this in the workplace. Mm-hmm. I get rewarded handsomely for it. I think it's amazing because I get to bring great value to the people who need it. And I get to be rewarded for it financially. But then in the church, I get to turn around and use those same gifts, led by the Holy Spirit, and I've put on um, single-day uh, speaking seminars for leaders. This weekend, you know, uh, um, in two days' time, I'll be speaking at our annual uh, leadership conference called Build at the Point Church, and that's exciting. And, you know, there's apostles coming in and, and a wonderful people in the house. And then I get to come and bring my revelation and bring it in the way that I've stewarded the gift to do. So I don't know what else to say other than it's just it's amazing that I get to use my my worldly skills and my spiritual gifts and they tie in together. Yeah. And that's so great. Yeah. I want our listeners to know that that they can do the same thing. And so, Matt, where can they find you online? Well, you know, the easiest way is social media. Hopefully, if anyone here is social, I'm at Matt Browning. Mm-hmm. which is B-R-A-U-N-I-N-G, Browning. Matt Browning on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, all social media, at Matt Browning. Best way to contact me. 
that's the way. That's great. And you can also find out, uh, find him at evolutionseminars.com. And then make sure that you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Include that keyword firebox. And we have some great gifts from you from Matt. And we're going to share more about what those are in just a moment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Welcome back to Faith Marketplace. I'm Jennifer Villarreal Reyes, and Bob Lambert is out on vacation with his lovely wife. But in case you missed the first segment, make sure that you go to faithmarketplace.com and you can check out the podcast there. You can also check us out online at any podcast, uh, and you can listen to all of our shows from the past six years, but probably not in one sitting. So break that out and um, make sure that you get ready today with my guest, Matt Browning. So Matt, when... Uh, uh, we were last speaking here in the first segment. You have some really great giveaways for our listeners. So we're going to give away to three people this bundle of three. So can you tell us what they're going to get? Oh, this is exciting. When you said, hey, we'd like to do raffles and giveaways, I'm like, oh, man, it's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, to give someone a deeper example of how they can get into what we do. So one of the things that I teach in the business is it's not a faith-based part. It's just uh, strategic, and it's really useful, practical tools. It's something called neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP. And, you know, it's something that's it's a psychology-based science that's been around since the early 70s. And it's just about really how to achieve your best in life. And I have three different programs. The first one is Double Your Dollars. It's an audio program all about breaking through financial mindsets and financial barriers. Um, we all have a thermostat set for how much or how little we usually have in the bank or in our earnings. And Double Your Dollars quite frequently helps people do just that, double their dollars. It's a seven-part audio program with a manual. Uh, it's all an instant access digital download. So if you're one of the raffle prize winners, you will get the Double Your Dollars program. We do sell that separately for $997, but it is free if you're a winner. The second one is my NLP speed reading video course. Now, I've studied this for quite a long time as well, how to get through more books in less time, whether you're a college student, you're trying to get through reference books. You have, you know, if you're like me, I got a stack of theology books and and self-improvement books on my bookshelf, and I want to get through those. So the NLP speed reading video course is a three-part video training. It's very simple. Same thing. It sells for $997 on our website, but it is yours free if you win the prize. And it takes you through how to rewire your brain to absorb books, words differently and faster. And most people report that within 24 hours, their reading has gone at least three times faster. Most people read at 200 words a minute. Once you go through this one time, you should be able to easily triple your reading speed to at least 600 words a minute just by practicing a couple of times. If you put more into it, the sky's the limit for you. The Guinness Book of World Records holder for speed reading is 80,000 words a minute. (laughs) So if you put your mind to it, God's behind you, you can achieve anything. And the third thing is I will give my brand new book, The Firebox Principle. It's an e-book. All three of these you can get. We sell the, the book for $22.95. You can get that on the website, fireboxbook.com. But if you win the raffle, the book is yours for free. 
Double Your Dollars audio program, NLP speed reading video training, and my brand new book, Firebox Principle, is all yours if you win. How do you win? I don't know. Well, you know what? Actually, they can text us with the keyword Firebox. So that number is 224-404-1988. And we're going to actually give this bundle of three to three separate people. So make sure that you text us. And then everybody who texts us, whether you're listening to the podcast um, or listening live on AM 1160, you're also going to receive what, Matt? What are you giving all of our listeners? So everyone, as long as you text, that's how you get access to it, but everyone is going to get my Firebox quiz. We'll, we'll talk about the book a little bit, and I'm really excited about the book too, Jennifer, because the book, it's funny, I, I said on the, the pre-interview form, the Firebox principle is about the seven drives that fuel every entrepreneur, so certainly a business book, and it's meant just for general business principles and stories about innovative entrepreneurs in the world, but I also taught a, um, uh, a church training recently about the book, and I started studying and praying and getting into it, and I realized each one of the seven fire drives actually relate to a different biblical leader. So that's something really fun we might get into as well, if you'd like, on, on, uh, on the interview today. But we also have a Firebox quiz. So once you go through the book or check it out, if you go to fireboxbook.com, that's fireboxbook.com, you can click to get a quiz. It's completely free, and you can find out which of the seven leadership drives you most relate to, and you'll also find out what your strengths are and what your potential pitfalls could be as a leader. Yeah. Fireboxbook.com. Yep, but quiz. make sure that you text us here at the studio so you can be entered to win uh, that bundle that Matt had just talked to us about. And then we'll also send you that quiz, too. Okay? And what's that number again? It's 224-404-1988. Thanks, Matt. So, Matt, you teach other people how to not run out of inspiration and become uh, an overcomer. Can you share with us maybe some of the challenges or the things that you've overcome? Oh, my goodness. Well, probably the, the, the first thing that comes to mind is actually one of the catalysts for my salvation, which was when my brother, John, my older brother, passed away uh, unexpectedly mm. from stage four colon cancer. He's 36 years old. Mm. And, you know, he's my older brother. Uh, we're three years apart. And and I'll tell you, when we grew up, we weren't very close. He, he kind of bullied me a little bit. And then at 20 years old, he got into a car accident. He had a really, really severe brain trauma and a stroke because he, he hit his head so hard. Mm-hmm. And from that moment, man, he was a different person. From that very moment, he, it, was, it was live or die. His life was hanging in the balance by a thread in ICU for months and months. But over a period of, of several months, we realized he is going to live. And then over the period of a few years, he began to relearn and rebuild things. So to me, as, as an overcomer, the, one of the, the worldly examples I get is my brother John. His, his faith, his ability, his courage, and the kid never complained not one time. He's three years old. I call him a kid. He's three years older than me. But mm-hmm. after the accident, I sort of got, I almost stepped up like a, as an older brother in a way, because now I'm living my adult life and he's relearning things. Sure. And, you know, we went and did so many, so many things together. And I watched him. I watched him get a bachelor's degree and go back to school with a brain injury. I watched him get a master's degree with one good hand because he couldn't operate his right hand very well. So he's, he's making PowerPoint presentations with a brain injury with one finger hunting and pecking on a keyboard. Most people couldn't do that with their brain functioning properly. But John went out there and crushed it. 
he instead of sitting around and, and gaining weight at the house, he took he he used to wheel in his wheelchair to the bus stop and go take the bus to twenty four hour fitness to the gym and go lift weights and work out. He also got married afterwards and I helped him uh, you know, of course in his wedding and Talk about an inspiration. Mm-hmm. If you can overcome something like that, if he has one good arm and he can get a master's degree, get married, stay physically fit, and all that for so many years, but then he passes away and no one knew what to do. And when, when, when that happened, I remember sitting with the pastor who was my parents' neighbor, Phil. And, and I love Phil and Jen. They're just such an amazing, amazing couple. I doubt they'll be hearing this because they live in California, but shout out to you guys. Um, I sat with them quite a while as an unbeliever, and I started going to their church, my family, and little by little, I just started, you know, saying, well, how does this stuff work, and why do you believe the Bible's real, and how do you know Jesus even lived? I I lived in a very different place, but he he had patience with me, and I found out patience is one of the fruits of the Spirit, Mm. and he had patience, and he had grace, and he had understanding, and he laughed a lot, and I started thinking to myself, man, this is, this guy really has a lot of what I want. Why is that? And he said, well, because I know Jesus. And within four weeks, I gave my life to Christ, and we started down a journey. And, you know, every step of the way, whether it's a financial obstacle comes my way or a, a health challenge with me or with my wife, whatever it is, I know this. I know that we are overcomers, and I know mm-hmm. the Scripture tells us that we can overcome anything and that the outcome is predetermined. Mm-hmm. I think so often people don't realize that. You know, it's like we're praying, like we're pleading to God to please change something. The truth is, He already changed it. Mm-hmm. He already has a victory over the situation. He went to the cross for you and did it 2,000 years ago, and that's for you today. It's already done. All we need to do is pray in the outcome and walk it out together. And as we walk it out together, we know that He has our back. Yes, I love that. Pray in the outcome and walk together. And you touched on really important things, that patience, that grace, that understanding, and truly under knowing our, our identity. So important. Thank you for sharing that. So, Matt, what do you tell somebody who is maybe hesitant to share and incorporate their faith and work? How do you, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't know how to begin to do this, or they're hesitant to incorporate faith and work. What advice would you have for them on that? You actually mentioned something earlier, Jennifer. You said, you know, I'm not going to necessarily go off and evangelize at my office, but I'm always going to let people know who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's a really great thing. You know, I think uh, the world today can be kind of scary. And there's real examples of sharing your faith in the workplace the wrong way. And I don't know if that's, you know, if that's uh, scripturally true that there is a wrong way or not, but I know that practically... Mm-hmm. I remember one friend of mine works at a bank, and he was just talking to you know someone at the bank, and, and they got along well, and he invited them to come to church, and they came to church, and it was wonderful. But then all of a sudden, something was weird, and then they didn't want to go to church. And then for when it came time for his review, he actually got penalized, and he missed out on a bonus, a big financial bonus, because he had a complaint against him. And I think, man, that is unbelievable, but it still happens. So here's what I do. What I do is, in my workplace, I realize this. I don't owe my entire livelihood to evangelism, meaning just because I got saved, just because I love the Lord and I follow Him, doesn't mean that I have to turn my business into my faith. And I think that gets misunderstood, faith and workplace. You know, sometimes people think, well, now I need to tell everyone at the bank about Jesus, and I need to... Uh, I, I need to go get a job at the church. And, I, you know, we think that we have to do everything together. 
It's not that. It's about showing up as a new creation. And wherever you go, and, you know, there's many books that talk about the seven mountains, the different areas of influence in the world. Mm -hmm. And whatever your area of influence, wherever your career is or takes you, we can always show up and be proud of who we are. Look, right now, it's, you know, as, as we're airing this, it's 2019. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a weird time in the world, isn't it? Like, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there sure is. There is a lot going on, and we have a lot more that we want to get from you, Matt. So make sure that you tune in here. We'll be right back at faithmarketplace.com with Matt Browning. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Welcome back. It's Jennifer Villarreal Reyes, and I am here with our guest, Matt Browning. He is a two-time best-selling author. He is going to dive into the seven secret motivational drivers of the greatest innovative entrepreneurs, and you can actually find out which one you are most like. So make sure that you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Even if you're listening to the podcast at any time, you simply send us the keyword, and that keyword is Firebox. And so this is is going to help you uh, to never run out of inspiration and become an overcomer. And we're going to dive into what those seven motivational drivers are in just a moment. So Matt, welcome back here. And um, would you, yes, here we are. Would you please share some words of wisdom that you would have given your younger self knowing what you know now? You know, I remember I was five years old. I'm standing behind this big oak tree in kindergarten, first day of school. And I remember looking at all the kids thinking, man, how do they play together so easily? It's like no one feels nervous. Nobody is hesitant or holding back. And I stayed back behind that oak tree the entire recess. And I never went up to any kids and played. I remember thinking, I'm different. I knew in that moment I had some kind of a, like a fatal flaw, you know, in who I was. I knew I was different than everyone else. That feeling stayed with me all through school. In fact, it stayed with me all the way until I turned 22 and I started my first business. That was the first time I remember, realistically, I was casting a vision. I didn't know it at the time, but when I started my first business, I was casting a vision that other people could grab hold of, and it was almost like I casted a shade that people could rest in and be a part of. If I was talking to my younger self, I would say, it might sound silly because you're in kindergarten, but start leaning into vision asking God for a vision for your life, for purpose for your life. Because if I could have started vision sooner, everything happens for a reason. Well, not necessarily true, uh, but I wouldn't change what I've done. But I would give myself the advice of find vision and seek after it because it makes everything else so much easier. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I often tell my clients to, to, yes, cast that vision, but also what is that vision that God has for you? Right. And there was something that God was calling me to do and I just wasn't walking in obedience. And then I got hit with three years of health challenges. And if I would have walked through with that, especially in my business, I wouldn't have had that down downturn in um in revenue. And so then again, that time came where God's saying, Hey, I want you to serve people on a larger scale in a group. And I'm like, no, I like this one-on-one, you know, private stuff. And he's like, I'm prepping you for something. And I said, you know what? I am going to listen and walk in obedience. And it's been great to see those blessings and really how God is qualifying me that I didn't have to have all the qualifications up in advance. Right. So um, I I, mm -hmm. I think that's so, so cool, Jennifer. 
especially too, like understanding that our father doesn't, he doesn't call us to tasks and call us into land to punish us. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not how it works. We're under a new covenant. What he does is he calls us not to punish us, but to prepare us very often. Yes. And when he calls you to work with groups before you're ready to work with groups is to prepare you because when the abundance comes, the opportunity comes, imagine if you didn't listen. And right. imagine if you said, no, no, I'm too scared to do that or whatever. You wouldn't do that. But if you did... Then the, the, the rainfall is about to come, the abundance and blessings about to come, but I don't know that our character or the container that we have would be able to hold it all. Right. So, so often it's about God preparing us, not punishing us. Yes, preparing is the key word, and that also translates into our personal lives as well. So, yeah, definitely relate to that. Well, Matt, who inspires you in or outside of Chicagoland? I know you're not necessarily from here, but you're sometimes here with uh, engaging speakers. I think that's where Bob uh, had met you originally. But um, is there anybody in the area or outside of the area that we would know that inspires you? Well, first, I'd say shout out to engaging speakers and Jen Koffel and that entire group. It's, It's amazing. and. Um, I'm a part of that as well with Bob, and it's just it's such a great resource for speakers or up-and-coming speakers in the Chicagoish area uh, to be a part of things. You know, w- one of my biggest inspirations in it just in stepping into greatness, and really, again, it's anywhere in life, is uh, a minister by the name of Reinhard Bunke that you may have heard of. Some people have fairly famous. He's really famous for stewarding huge revivals. Hundreds of thousands of people would come out in the continent of Africa. And he just took over. I mean, really, he's, he's put on revivals and, and, I mean, you could almost just call it preaches, in all different countries within Africa. And again, some places over a million people are turning out to hear the Word of God, to hear and be encouraged. And salvations by the tens of thousands of people when they hear this man speak. Now, he did this for years. The inspirational part to me is, you know, there's a story about when he was in seminary school and, you know, he's going to Bible college with his friends and everyone had, you know, their plans for their life. And God has a plan and purpose for you, not to harm you, but to prosper you. We love Jeremiah 29. And, well, they had the same thing. And one person said, well, I believe I'm supposed to be called to orphans and widows. And another friend said, well, I know I'm supposed to be doing faith in, in the workplace. And Reinhard Bunke said, I just know I'm supposed to be ministering in Africa. Mm. And years and years go by, 40, 50 years go by, and Reinhard Bunke's being interviewed. Now this man has, he's preached to millions upon millions of people over the entire continent of Africa. He has transformed all of the nations there. He's been a huge influence, seen again hundreds of thousands of people being saved from his work. And when they asked him one of those questions about, you know, what advice would you have for a younger self? What would you do differently? He thought about it. And he said, you know, when I was younger, going to Bible school, I thought that I wanted to, that God was calling me to transform Africa. And I'm blessed to have been a part of that. But he said, if I could do anything differently, I would have thought bigger. Mm. No matter how big you believe of what God has for you, you can always think bigger. Mm. Who, just me? Yeah, you. Every movement has been started by God through one person whether it's a Moses or Martin Luther King Jr., you have it in you to do great things because if you have Christ in you and you're in him, 
we can accomplish anything. Wow, that's really encouraging, Matt, and really timely for myself even. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to this uh, podcast on faithmarketplace.com. <laughs> so I love it, speaking, faithmarketplace.com. Yeah, Check so it out. speaking of encouragement, what do you do to encourage uh, maybe your podcast listeners or the people that you, um, that you work with? You know, the, the simplest thing that we can do to encourage one another is to spend time with one another. Mm. Spend time and do things that people know take time. There is no shortcut, I believe, in, especially in business life, but also in, in friendships with neighbors, in church life. There is no replacement for time. Time is that commodity that when people receive it from you, they know that you cherish them. The more time, the more cherishing. Now, we don't have time to talk about the other side of it, which is boundaries and circles of influence. And I can't give my time to everybody. Mm-hmm. But when there is someone I want to encourage, it's so powerful to to take a young man to church and say, yeah, I'll meet you before work at seven o'clock. Let's have that coffee and let's sit and we'll have a disciple conversation. Or when I have a podcast guest on, I always take the time and we'll send a handwritten thank you note right out to them. And it's a thing that when you get a handwritten note, the reason why it feels so special is because you know that it took time. Because mm-hmm. I could send a, a pre-printed note and I could have an automated system and all that. And I do systemize it to an extent. But when you get just a, a pre-printed thing or an email, it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's nice that they said thank you. But when you receive a handcrafted, handwritten card, you know that that person took at least a few minutes out of their day just for you. And that makes you feel like you're special in their eyes. And so the way I encourage people is always with time. Yeah, that's such a good uh, good um, thing to do there with the handwritten notes. I know Bob teaches that with his uh, training, Samurai Business Group, and I need to do that more often. And sometimes I think, oh, my goodness, this is going to take so much time. But the more familiar you become with that, right, it can really just pour out um, easily and your authenticity will come through and people will appreciate that. So, yeah, I love that. And I know Bob is the one that sends uh, handwritten notes to our guests. So you'll be getting one from him, but maybe I should send one to you as well, Matt. <laughs> so That's wonderful. Remember, it's not about the handwritten note. It's mm-hmm. about the time that you spend the for time. something. So maybe yeah. it's a, a special thank you, or maybe it's a phone call, or maybe yeah. it's a Whatever uh, whatever platform whatever works best for us, right? So if I'm not really a handwritten person, but I usually do send texts or audios or, you know, give a, a personal phone call, especially for birthdays. So many of us receive those Facebook posts, those, you know, generic happy birthdays or um, a text. But I can't tell you how many times I've called people and they're like, you're the only one that called me today. <laughs> so even yeah, no even my grandmother me, wrote me on Facebook, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really <laughs> important. All right. Well, what um, resources would you recommend to equip uh, some of our listeners? Well, I I, got to be a little selfish here and plug it, but I say one of the best resources really in the marketplace is the book that I wrote. I've only done two books in over 11 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's, that's really important because, you know, some people just write a book about everything. For over 10 years, I didn't write any books. And then this just... God put a seed in my heart, and I just knew that I had to get this across. And when I wrote The Firebox Principle, the whole thing that motivated it was I started looking at different innovators, entrepreneurs, creators, visionaries in the world, most of them in the workplace, but some of them just, you know, in music or art. And I thought, man, 
the Holy Spirit highlights things to me, and I, I, He does it for you too, I'm sure, but when I read Scripture, He'll highlight certain things, or a comma, mm-hmm. or a certain word. And when I hear a story, He'll highlight things. So what got highlighted was these different patterns of people's origin stories. And great entrepreneurs and visionaries each have an origin story. Just like Batman and Superman, we want to, you know, everyone came from something. There's something that, that made them who they are. And what I landed on is there were seven different motivational drives that fuel their, what I call the firebox. It's mm-hmm. a really fun metaphor, you know, because, you know, the old like steam engine locomotives. Well, every one of them, deep, deep inside, invisible to the outside world, has something called a firebox. It's where you put the fuel in, you burn the fuel, it creates steam, you know, heats the water, creates steam, and the steam makes the engine go. So every one of us, you have a firebox inside you. Wow, that's really great. I want to dive into these uh, seven motivational drives. Hopefully we can go into at least a few of them in the next segment. So make sure that you stay tuned. And we're going to also talk about how you can stir up the gifts that God gave us. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Welcome back. It's Jennifer Villarreal Reyes with our guest today, Matt Browning. And we're going to dive into stirring up the gifts God gave us. But before we do that, we have some great freebies to give away. So make sure that you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Even if you're listening to the podcast at any point in time, you simply text us the keyword firebox and you're going to be entered into a raffle to win um, three prizes here. So we're going to give that away, that bundle to three separate people. And then you're, everybody is going to receive a gift. And that's the firebox quiz. And we're going to dive into that a little bit more. But make sure you text us here. That number is 224-404-1988. All right, Matt. So tell us a little bit more about stirring up these gifts that God gave us. Well, you know, one of my, my favorite scriptures um, of all time, and it's hard to pick one, right? They're kind of mm-hmm. like kids. But one of my favorite scriptures is in Second Timothy. Second Timothy one six says, "For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands." And this is the Apostle Paul talking to one of his his new elders, who's going to be really taking over a church plant that he'll leave and go work on another one. He laid his hands on him, and God brought gifts for Timothy. But what I love about this specifically is it says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame. Another version says, I remind you to stir the embers into fire. And what it tells me is that the gifts come from God, but our co-labor, our job is to stir it up. Our job is to stir each other up. And that means that when I get it, like I have a, maybe a, a gift of teaching that, that I know came from God, and when I can bring that into the church or the marketplace, I Maybe it's easier for me. Maybe there's a grace over it. But it's my job to work on it. It's my job to steward the gift, to, to do the training, to put in the reps, to keep practicing over and over again so I can use that gift. Because mm. you can never lose your gift, mm-hmm. but it can go unused. I think it's so important to remember to use those gifts. And to do that, we need to know a little more about who we are, how we're wired. Yeah, that's so good. So how does this tie in to the seven secret motivational drives of the greatest innovative entrepreneurs out there? Yeah, you know, in the book I get into, in the Firebox Principle, I get into the seven different drives. And what I find is every innovator, every leader at some point is driven subconsciously by one of seven motivations. And I'll I'll run through them real quick, but I want to talk about one in particular. There's the significance drive, the need to be significant, important, or special. 
there's the World Impact Drive, which is all about cultural change, changing people, changing an industry, really making, as Steve Jobs said, a dent in the universe. There's the Artisan Drive, which is all about doing what you love, creating something beautiful, and that can be done in any industry. The Contribution Drive is number four, and that's really about people. That means the drive is to, to impact and help people. Their fifth one is the Spiritual Drive, which might sound obvious because any of these can actually be spiritual, but the spiritual drive specifically is someone who says, hey, I'm doing this because God said to do it, mm. and that's it. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a direct call, maybe it's a prophetic vision, or it could even be an act of worship. And I'll come back to that one. The sixth and seventh are the Thrive Drive. The Thrive is about improving your station in life, whether it's getting out of poverty or something bad, or it's going into more blessing and good things or making money. Having the good life is what that's about. A lot of business owners start a business to have the good life. And the seventh, one of my favorites, is the Avenger Drive. And the Avenger Drive is about taking a wrong and making it right, uh, vanquishing a foe, getting someone back. It's almost like revenge can be at its core, but a lot of good things can happen because they're putting down something bad. Wow, these <laughs> Those are the seven drives. These are really great: significance, world impact, artesian. Uh, the fourth one was contribution. Is that correct? And yes. then spiritual drive, thrive, and avenger. And so which one are we going to dive into? (laughs) Why don't we dive into the spiritual drive just Mm because of where we are? Yeah, let's do that. So, you know, this is someone who has started a business because God said to do it. And one of the hardest things to remember, too, is sometimes you have to stop a business because God said to stop it. Mm. And I call it, you know, I did a a, preached on this a couple years ago about picking up and laying down. And it's one of the hardest things. It's easy to pick up something great when God says, you know, you're the one to wield this sword, or you're the one to help these people. Yeah, that's me, God. But then at the same time, when he says, now I need you to lay this down. And there's parts of my business that a few years back, um, I did a certain uh, different kinds of trainings, and God told me, you need to lay down that entire arm of the business. Mm. And I'm like, I'm looking at my numbers and QuickBooks, and I'm thinking, hang on a second, this is a pretty significant portion of revenue are you sure about this? And it was like, no, you need to lay this down. And practically, it didn't make sense. But spiritually, it made perfect sense because it wasn't in alignment with who he was calling me to be and where, what land he was calling us metaphorically, right, into in the business. And I'm happy to say that once we laid that down, times were tight for a few months, and then the floodgates opened in one of the new branches of the business, and it went crazy 10 times no, that's, that's an exaggeration. Let's be honest. It was two and a half to three times the revenue and the impact of what we did from before to the new program that he had me lay out. A biblical character who did this was Noah. Like in Genesis 6.22, you know, Noah, it's, so, it's such an amazing scripture. Look that up, you know, if you have a chance. Genesis 6.22, Noah gets instructions, and he does everything to build this ark the way God said to do it. He didn't stop. He didn't wonder. Because here's the thing, mm-hmm. most people don't think about this, but when Noah was building the ark, it wasn't raining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no flood. It wasn't wet. There were no clouds in the sky. But God said, this is a word over your life. You're going to build this ark because of what's coming. And there was no practical evidence that this was the right thing to do. The spiritual drive, and what I write about in Firebox book about this, is understanding that sometimes the spiritual drive is obvious, but sometimes it sounds a little wacky. Mm. But it's, when it's the Word of God, we have to follow it. We have to do it because that's where the blessing comes. And you'll be glad that you built the, the boat when the rain comes. Exactly. Yeah. 
I think so many of us can relate to not having built that boat and not walking in obedience um, and, and how the storm is there. And yet he's still with us and he extends that grace to us <laughs> and gives us another opportunity. Um, he always does. That's yeah. why he reached out to Peter on the water. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm there for you to calm the storm in one storm. But if you don't ask me to calm the storm, I'll let it go. But if you reach out, I'll always be there. Mm. It's just so beautiful to have him in our lives, no matter what the external circumstance looks like. And especially in business, that's the whole point. Wow, that's great. So can you just uh, recap for us uh, the Firebox quiz? What are people going to get when they text us? Everybody's going to receive this, correct? Yes, everyone can do this. It's at fireboxbook.com, and it's called the Firebox Quiz. It tells you which of the seven motivational leadership drives you most relate to. And the cool thing is it's not a personality quiz. It's not about who you are. It's about you in a particular idea or enterprise. So if you started a business or you have a ministry or a nonprofit or you're thinking about doing a business, you can take the quiz in light of that idea or that enterprise, and it'll tell you which of the seven drives are most likely fueling your fire to get this accomplished. It's free. It's a, a ton of insight. It'll give you some pitfalls to watch out for and some strengths to lean into and some giftings to stir up. It's at fireboxbook.com, and it's totally free. Awesome. And Matt, where can people get in touch with you at? Well, again, social media, honestly, is one of the best ways to do it. It's at Matt Browning, B-R-A-U-N-I-N-G, at Matt Browning. And I'm, I'm responsive. Reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram. Send me a message, comment on something, follow me. Uh, and I love to get in the conversations there. That way we get to know each other a little more. You can also, of course, check out evolutionseminars.com. But social media, at Matt Browning, and fireboxbook.com for the quiz is the best way. And then make sure you send a text with the keyword firebox to that number again, Jennifer, so you can win one yes. of three people to win three prizes. Yeah, we have some great prizes. So whether you're listening to the podcast, even if it's months from now, it's okay. Just make sure you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Again, that's 224-404-1988. And then also make sure to say, hi, Bob. Hi, Jennifer. I'm listening to the show. We'll be back next Saturday, noon to one central. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.